This Talking Flutes podcast is kindly sponsored by Trevor James Flutes, making life sound beautiful. You can show them some flute love by following them on Instagram at TJ Flutes, Trevor James Flutes on Facebook, and at trevorjamesflutes.com. Do you know they've got me they've got me laughing already hello and welcome back to talking flutes extra with me jean-paul wright we have lord gualo on the, on the lord gualo lord. here on the guitar yes it is and sir jose valentino sir lord both oh no okay sorry yes <laughs> sir Oops, my phone went off you can have um earl or duke no i think sir sir, sir. jose valentino yeah. anyway guys like welcome lord. back Welcome back this week to Talking Flutes. Hey, we're glad to be back. We flew back here at the location (laughs) just so that we can do this podcast. A week later. Yeah. A week later. We canceled everything. I canceled all my Netflix shows, Time with Wife, just so that I could be here. How about you? Did you fly all those hours to be here? A week later. Do you want the truth? Yes. No. No? Okay. <laughs> we recorded this five minutes five after the last podcast. Oh, right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We blew the cover. Uh, guys, well, some of the questions that have come in from okay. um, some of our listeners. It's when you play with another musician, how you can build a tune. Yeah. How you, how you can start with a basic tune. Even if it's, say, uh, you take something really famous like a Beatles number or something. Yeah. Or you play something really new. How you would then begin to layer that up? So in other words, sure. you, how would you know when to come in? Or if Guala's written something like the piece like he wrote last, last week, Nervous, that you hadn't heard, how you knew when to come in gently, how you knew when to take the lead. And it's a lot of people just need that advice on how to begin to layer up sure. the process. And this is all in the context of creating music that is more jam oriented. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, where we're literally creating music on the spot, vernacular music making. Yeah, because for me, uh, there's enough classical flute players and flute tutors and flute professors and sure. flute teachers that are teaching you to play the flute. I mean, is there enough? Can we just have more, please? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we could do with that. But there, there is a set pattern for that. But sure. There isn't a guidebook on what you would do. Yeah. There isn't a... Um, there is a guidebook. A guidebook. And that's us right now. Yeah. So let, let me explain. Let me explain. Yeah. Um, and then Gualo could pitch in, certainly. I think, you know, when it comes to this kind of music, uh, let's call it creative improvisational music. Uh, as a general term that can encompass jazz, singer-songwriter, you know, funk, pop, whatever. The concept of creating music at the moment, you know, and, and interacting with each other, uh, creative improvisational music, we have to realize, first and most importantly, 
that notes are the least important thing in music. It's actually what goes behind the notes, the nuances. So the musical components that make those notes come to life, that give it a human expressivity. And when we play, you can play, Guala could, could end up doing a chord progression, a diatonic chord progression, so like G major, E minor, D7, C, whatever, you know, any chord progression that's diatonic. And I could technically play one scale that fits. That doesn't mean that I'm going to say anything meaningful. Mm. And in order to do, uh, to make it meaningful, I have to be attentive. You know, where is the stream of inspiration coming from? And sure. so as a flute player being a melodic instrument, um, when I'm playing melodies that are supposed to interact, I make sure that I interact without interfering his lines. So I'm actually listening to his lyrics. If I can't hear what he's actually saying, then I'm overplaying. Also, I'm paying attention to how he plays soft, how he plays legato, how he plays staccato. How much space does he use in his music? You know, how long are his phrases? That can help me give some, some type of understanding for how to approach my music uh, from a soloistic standpoint, you know, take inspiration from that. And also, you know, if he's going to be taking a lead, then maybe I need to be more of a supportive percussive role. And so, you know, being very in tune to what the rhythmic pulse is, not just uh, this is the tempo and thinking about the quarter note, but how are the eighth notes and sixteenth notes? In other words, how is the subdivision approached within the music? It's good. You, of course, you can both do percussive notes because you can, oh, sure. you, you can do percussive notes with your with your breath and with the sound, and also you can do percussive notes using your fingers, can't you? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So it's was there a time when you cross over, or is it intuitive? No. So I mean, the way that I would answer the question is jumping off a little bit on what he was saying, and 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 I would summarize every and I think we disregard on the word listening. We disregard what listening really is, and basically what you just described, Valentino, was listening. I'm not just listening to the notes he's playing. I'm listening to if he's next to me. I'm listening to his body language. I'm listening to you know, what his face, I'm listening to his, you know, the way he's looking at either the way I'm playing or he's looking at the, the way people are responding or he's looking at my face when I'm singing. He's looking at the lyrics that I'm singing, you know, it's, it's I'm listening, I'm sorry, to the lyrics that I'm singing and, and, and really listening to the entire situation. So he's listening within, you know, am I starting soft? Well, it doesn't mean just, all right, everybody plays soft, but I might say something in the lyrics that will require him to just bah, hit a note really loud and it might just sound great. That doesn't mean that just because I play soft, he has to play soft. So it's listening word, word much, yeah. So it's listening much deeper than just like hearing what this is. You know, is why did we hear you know this? Why did we start there? Why do we change here and all that stuff? And it, and it, and at the end of the day, it's really a connection. So so yes, yeah, so maybe we do cross over. Maybe somebody does make a mistake. For some reason, you know, it's 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 okay, you know, it's okay, it's okay to, to you know, maybe um, um, he got ahead of himself, he got excited and all that stuff. That's good because now I'm listening to the fact that he really is enjoying the song, yeah. You know, so I'm now I'm listening to something else that maybe the, the the public may not be listening to, but it's okay because we're gonna we're still we were still playing the song together. The conversation for me turns into more of a how deep are you listening? So, for example, if you were to play something now. Mm -hmm. 
So Challenge us. Yeah, okay. You had to play Challenge. Some, okay, well you have got you've got your repertoire is huge, it's massive. Mm. So if you were to start playing something now, can you explain what you're hearing? Sure. And what you're feeling. And and what am I going to do? Yes. Sure, go ahead. Uh, we can do it a variety of ways. He can just do something without telling me, and then I can tell you what I'm hearing. Or you can give yeah. some type of imagery description, and then we'll just translate that. Which way would you like to do it? Oh, crikey, that's interesting, isn't it? Imagery description. Well, that, that's that's my dissertation, Jean-Paul. It is, wasn't it? was, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> so what would you like uh, I mean you know he can all he can start something and then I can just tell you what I'm hearing and then do it or vice versa or you can no lead. I'll leave it to you guys okay okay I know you can paint any picture but I just like it to be sort of completely ad hoc so Guala at the moment is sat on a sofa he's tapping his foot and he's sort of moving gently yeah, so the way I translate that right there, like the, the first thing that I think about, just the way he's grooving, the words come to, to mind are two words, and it's actually unexplicit joy. But then I have to think about what gives me unexplicit joy, and the next thing that comes to my mind is my wife and my son. Yeah. Every listener right now go, aww. But in all honesty, and so I'm thinking, what is a melody that portrays my son? Right. Okay, so keep that going. And I mean, this is all an instant. That's the amazing thing. When you get, when you do this a lot, you can translate cognitive translation a lot quicker. And so I'm thinking about how my boy, how his tone, he always likes to talk up. Now he's like, no, 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 right? You know, he's because he's almost yeah. two years old, and He's always bouncing, and so I'm going to approach my notes like that too. Because he kind of wobbles when he starts, you know, skipping. You see what I'm saying? And so that is what's giving me joy. That's just one example of how I can develop a melodic line, you know, that complements this music. So I'm, I'm answering, I'm joining him. You so know how, I mean? how do you know how many beats to play for? Okay, that just, that yeah. Real? Now that, I think, you know, when, the more you do it, it's just become more intuitive because I can play something very short and still make a statement. Sorry that one, <laughs> that one note. <laughs> My uh, E flat is getting stuck, so he's got a sticky pad. Yeah, that's it. it. You see, but uh, I'm always sticking sticking to the groove. So even though I'm playing, I'm feeling. And that rhythm right there is giving me this sense of. No matter what happens, we're going to keep going. And so it's the feeling of unexplicit joy and hope. Yeah. You see? And so that's, I mean, I don't even know where, what he's thinking. The mic's on you. What are you thinking? This is actually another one of the new songs that you haven't heard. No one's heard. Okay. Yeah. What's the title? It's definitely what's moving it about? forward. It's got, a, it's got a motion to this, hasn't it? Yeah. The song is called Don't Look. There you go. It has nothing to do with what you were saying, but it's okay because 
musically, that's sort of exactly what I'm, that, I'm, I'm really enjoying right now is that I'm writing, I can write a frustration song and make it sound happy. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I'm, I'm really writing, the, the, what I'm doing right now is writing a lot of contrast. Well, that is what the beauty of art. When art can communicate different things to different people, you know what I mean? Because it's something that's coming out through you, but it can manifest in so many different ways uh, in people's lives. So, so you were talking about your visual vision of your son yeah. a few moments ago. But that was that moment in time then. Then. What would you consider now? If he, okay. As he's moving this Well, I'm also thinking... Now, I, I might approach this from a technical standpoint and then now want to emulate what he's doing. So I'm seeing he's muting the guitar strings. Yeah. And then there, he's playing a lot of subdivisions, but you got to pay attention because they're like ghost notes. And so if I just did that and just, just determined... Let me try to emulate that sound. That to me is also joyful. The experience of trying to emulate an instrument that is not the flute and do it on the flute. So what would it, the, his guitar sound like if it were translated on the flute? One of the key ways that he and I lock, it's I literally say, I'm going to be the guitar to reinforce his ideas. You see? And there's also an, an underlying melody that's going on. You hear it right here? And it's like a pendulum. You see? Yeah. So that it, I, now I can approach that and say, okay. It's a pendulum that just kind of repeats. It goes back and forth, that melody. You know what I mean? And uh, kind of like a waiting period, you know? But during that waiting period, don't look back to the past. Just envision the future mm -hmm. and find that joy in the future. You see? It's quite a strong melody line now. When you, now you point to Oh, yeah. I mean, look here. And so, right there, keep it going. When I improvised, I deviated from that melody, but then I was descending down and I caught back the melody again. Did, yeah. yeah, so. this really steady pattern right now that's rhythmical and and it's just a groove and so i was like okay since it's kind of and, and it's not you know too intervallic it's just right there you know what i mean it's descending and ascending and descending and ascending so i said well why don't i just do something really contrast and do something very intervallic you know what i mean but still using notes that fit you know what i mean and then you know to show that I'm there and I'm present, I'm a significant voice in the music, I might play around and pop a few of the notes a little louder than the other ones, but then 
make sure that I play more of the notes softer than loud because I don't want to come across as annoying. So. trying to translate how you would sing this and that's the beauty that I that I find in, in playing the instrument because my tone will change from day to day yeah. depending on what I eat what I drink how I'm feeling how much air do I feel what position am I sitting or standing yeah. you know all of those different things and so just accepting the tone as natural as it comes you see and then being influenced by that tone yes. because a particular sound that comes out one day might influence me to play less or play more because maybe the sound is so heavy that I don't need to play a lot maybe the sound is so light that maybe I need to play a little bit more you see what I'm saying yeah and sometimes the fingers are just blazing fast other days they're like slow boulders or slow bricks you know and so just working with what you got at the moment. And, you know, life influences um, our, our very being, including uh, a part of that being is our ideas, our musical ideas and expression. And so, you know, being mindful of where we are and allowing also ourselves to express who we are at the moment not trying to be somebody uh, just because we're not trying to be what we did or who we were yesterday because today might be a different story I can agree more with that so are you staying the same chordal patterns are you yeah for the whole piece the whole thing but you didn't you didn't you didn't discuss what chords you were playing so the, you're just listening by ear aren't you yeah and the thing the cool thing about what he's playing I, I'd say is He's leaving it light enough to where he's playing certain notes that, you know, as a bass player, I can hear other chords. Chords. <laughs> yeah, you know sure, what I mean? That's right. Yeah. It's it's few enough to be like, okay, cool. You, you, you can think it's D major. Uh, here we go. D uh, uh, when he's playing, um, you know, the first groove. Do the first groove. D C D. I mean B minor. C what? C. Um, Diminish? I mean, no, maybe not. Maybe it's a D, A, B, G, or, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities, you know what I mean? And this is great for actually using your ears, isn't it? Because yeah. instead of following the note, yeah. you're actually following what you're hearing, and that's where you two... Sure, and here's the other thing. It's, it's like I love exploring combinations of notes, you know, some that are um, based on 18th century practice, are correct with quotation marks and then combining them with some notes that are not correct in 18th century practice which i say that because in music theory that's basically what we're studying you know and that's what dictates people you know uh, that's well that's what people refer to but you know if he's playing d what does e flat represent in d major yeah and and now that sounds flamenco you see? Mm. So, is it wrong? Absolutely no. not. 
you know? I think the resonance of a particular note in a on, of every note within a with every chord can evoke some sort of human emotion and when you combine that with different notes and then when you combine that with different uh rhythms and uses of space and what you decide to articulate all of that can play to the expressivity so i can go ahead and play technically all the wrong notes and the way i would do that is doing a pentatonic scale a tritonal way okay so if we use D as the basis, D major, that I can yep. play D, all the right notes, the, just the D major scale on top of it. Okay, so yep. now I'm gonna do uh, A flat um, major pentatonic. Sounds wrong. Yeah. Okay? But look at how I will use these notes and mix them up just to help the expressivity, to help the momentum. Yeah. Because, you know, in music, you need tension and release. Mm-hmm. So here you go. Now 
drum. for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, in life we do that. Sometimes it's like no other words matter except for one word or one group of words. I love, I love, I love. Right? You know what I mean? And when you repeat an idea over and over again and then develop it, it's like convincing the audience that you believe in that idea. You believe in that statement that you are making. You know what I mean? And audiences, whether you're playing music or not, they are attracted to people who believe in what they say. So are you pushing the melody forward in the beat forward or is Gualo doing it with his consistency here? I think, I think at that moment he was following me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right that moment he was following me. You know the the intensity, and and uh, there's times where you know if he decides to go a different direction, then now I know. Okay. You know. So if he gets a more arpeggiated or lower key, then I know. Okay, back off. Because also he's got things to say, and it may not be in you know this form of melody. But it could be in the form of, you know, him telling a story with just the relationship of notes interacting with each other, arpeggios on the guitar. Well, even doing that quietly, that gives atmosphere, doesn't it? Atmosphere, yes. The thing is, here's the thing, we are creatures of rhythm. If we don't breathe in rhythm, we hiccup. If we don't chew in rhythm, the food falls out. If we don't walk in rhythm, we trip. If we don't talk in rhythm, we mumble. There's something about what he's doing now, though, that is... It's yeah. there, isn't it? And, and, I, and, and it. so that's the thing. It's it's that heartbeat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's that underlining pulse. Sometimes we don't realize, but there's the heartbeat that's there, pulsing, beating in us. It's that momentum. It's that life force. And I think, you know, he, there, there's also that inspiration, what he's playing, that comes from the kalimba, which is that muted piano, muted thumb piano from Africa that you can do really well with a guitar. And that also takes you to the motherland. You see what I'm saying? It, on a journey, the, the, the concept of being in Africa, then that, that triggers safari, journey, going into the unknown, the wild. You see what I'm saying? Where, you know, life is just, uh, life is. Life is. That's the name of this one. So, life is. Oh, he's, he's singing now. We're not going to stop. So that goes, so you're, you've layered up, you showed how to lay, and basically nothing you can play is wrong unless it, unless you hang around. If you know a, a note is wrong, yeah, but don't it, hang on it. No, you, you can hang on it. The oh, thing really? is, check this out. If you play it three times, it becomes a lick. Meaning, <laughs> if you play it three times, it sounds intentional. 
And so mistakes are unintended sounds. I can play a mistake with all the right notes, all the right notes. Yeah. And I can play intentional music with all the wrong notes. Uh, and and that is the that's the key. I mean, you have music that is so beautiful and diatonic like Bach and Mozart, but then you have people like Mahler and and uh, you know. And, Tchaikovsky, Stravinsky, where the music is so tense. I mean, and we accept that, but then it's so difficult for us to accept us trying to play some notes that might be outside of the chord. I mean, bitonality has been a common practice for, you know, for, for I mean, really hundreds of years now. You know what I mean? There's so something dead cool about, about talking over this heartbeat. Oh, totally. The background. Yeah. That's something really cool about it. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing. I mean, I can improvise words. <laughs> and then we got our jokes too, like eight bars, bro. Eight bars. Eight bars, bro. Just keep it eight bars. <laughs> you know what? I used to play bass. Uh, what well, no, What am I saying? When I started playing bass. I couldn't hold a groove for eight bars yeah, without, without doing a solo, it. you know? <laughs> and so he was all saying, you know, or no, drumming, beatboxing, you know? Beatboxing, yeah, anything. Anyways, yeah, yeah. So here's a message to everybody. I just want you to be free. I just want you to know who you are. You can play anything, anything you want to. Just believe, just believe in yourself. Whoa, it can be simple, it can be complicated. I like that bit. It can be simple, it can be very crazy if you want it to be. It can be. All you have to do is be, be yourself and have fun. Yeah. You know you played that for 30 minutes. You played that. Dun, 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 That's how long it was. Dun, 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 dun. That's all you need, yeah, man. I've got it in my head now. Yeah, I've man. Was, yeah, I've never dun, really changed dun. the progression. D, D, C. It's actually yeah. <laughs> D, D, C sharp. B. Oh, B, B minor, which is the uh, B, B minor. Yeah. Oh. A, G, A. Oh, okay, but C. But do I was doing the thirds. That's what uh, it was. He was doing. D, yeah. He was doing C on the on, uh, C sharp, I guess, on the. So it was D, C sharp, B. Yeah. Well, that's my earworm tonight. Yeah. That's what you were thinking in your head, right? Yeah, man. Fancy beer? Yeah! Everybody, thank, thank you for um, coming back to Talking Flutes. Yeah. Thank you for flying back to from Florida to Anaheim a week yeah, later. Yeah, a week afterwards. <laughs> yeah. and, that's, and that's all for you guys. Um, what are you going to sign up to this, this week? Should I throw something? <laughs> they're laughing they're sort of um... it's my promise um, yes, oh wow I didn't think I haven't played that since last year alright now we play it here <laughs> alright so it's a song that I wrote 
And uh, I've played it a number of times in all my shows. Um, but the best time that I play it is always with Wallow because he's got his signature guitar that is on the original recording. Yeah, which is actually going to be released. Is it? Um, the Global Funk is the name of the album, and it will be released um, this, some of these this spring. It'll it'll be released. Yeah, stunning. So, so everybody, more on thank, that. thank you all for joining us all this week in Talking Flutes Extra. I'm now just going to leave it to Jose and Gualo to to play you out with "It's My Promise."
Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.